got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Heller Radio. My name is Nora Rose. And my name is Sally. And I'm Kate. <laughs> that was definitely a Peggy moment right there. And Peggy. <laughs> I'm okay uh, with it. And we need to talk about Destiel. <laughs> and how. Oh, okay. Um, so we failed to mention last week which episodes we were going to discuss. Um but that's okay because we had some problems be- backstage uh, trying to figure that out. So we're all good. Just ignore that ever happened. Um, we're going to be talking about the third man. Uh, you can't handle the truth and family matters. So if you guys are okay, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the summaries. Do it. All right. Third man, Castiel returns. Sam and Dean call Castiel for help when they investigate a case about several dead police officers who seem to have been killed by the plagues of Egypt. Castiel confirms the staff of Moses was used to kill the cops and tells Sam and Dean that heaven is in a state of chaos and God's weapons have been stolen. The three head off to find the thief and come face to face with an old enemy, Raphael, and also face to face with an old friend of Castiel's, uh, Balthazar, whom we all love. So that's fantastic. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. The truth hurts. (laughs) It says that. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sam and Dean investigate a series of suicides and discover the victims were being told brutal truths that drove them crazy. They find out someone is invoking the goddess of truth, Veritas, forcing people to be cruelly honest against their will, and Dean is the next victim. Dean is forced to tell Sam the truth about how he feels about his return from hell. Family matters. Dean becomes suspicious of Samuel, uh, their grandfather, for the record, um, his motives, but Sam isn't sold on the idea that their grandfather is doing anything wrong. The brothers go along on a hunt with Samuel and the other Campbells, but things go terribly awry. Uh, They're hunting, for the record, the alpha of the vampires, which was something a concept we discovered in another episode um yeah so as we discussed before recording uh Cass is not really in a lot of uh you can't handle the truth in family matters but the little bits that he is in I feel like are telling especially when you know exactly what's going on yeah when you know why he's not in them a lot yeah <laughs> yes. the multiple when, reasons <laughs> yeah. the plot reasons not the you know yeah 
Sarah well, that, Gamble reason. <laughs> that, that too, but yeah, yeah. No, there's there's still very telling scenes, but they're just kind of sprinkled lightly throughout the first half of season six. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about themes then. Um, the main theme that I had for these three is that now that we've kind of put the free will discussion on the shelf for a bit, that it becomes a lot about honesty versus secrets. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like and trust. Layers of that. And trust. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, I have things written all over here, like Cass is lying, Balthazar is lying, Crowley is lying, Dean and Sam are lying to each other. I mean, obviously, there's the whole episode about lying um samuel is lying everyone is lying (laughs) just lies on lies on lies yeah it's exhausting (laughs) it is yeah and looking at it in hindsight it's just like how do you guys not realize (laughs) 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 especially between sam and dean i'm like you guys have lived together forever and been in such close quarters how do you not (laughs) like accept this (laughs) to be fair dean does know from the beginning that something is off with sam he's just not willing to recognize it until live free or twy hard yeah, that's where lying to yourself also comes in play. Yes, <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also had, uh, there's a lot of talk about um, quote unquote the gig or the job, the family job um, and what it does to you. Um like there's there's the quote from Dean in uh You Can't Handle the Truth where he's under her influence and he's saying everything that, you know, is just he's word vomiting and he says, I'm a killer, there's no changing that. Yeah. Which becomes rather significant again <laughs> in season fifteen. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed a lot of different, well, a couple different times in these episodes, but also across the beginning of um, season six, especially in Two and a Half Men, they get into the whole um, Dean being a dad, both to Ben and then just yes. to any any wayward <laughs> children. Child. Yeah. He's just immediately just like, way. Yeah. dad. Yep. Um, especially like in the third man, the scene with him being the only one having a problem with Aaron being tortured for information in his soul. Exactly. Um, Also, that was just a, that was a tough episode to watch in 2021 about (laughs) cops and race. And, um, that also comes back in episode seven. And I was just like, "Mm, this doesn't age well. No, no. That was, yeah. I mean, it didn't at the time either, but it's definitely in stark contrast right now. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I also have uh, a theme of human versus not. Um, obviously, we have that with Sam and his soullessness. Um, but also, there's a scene where Dean says to Cass that he used to be human. Or at least close to one. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Well, and the truth <laughs> of the matter was, he did fall from grace. He was human. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think it's, this is what is obviously it's never regarded as Cass's human arc, but yeah, yeah you are right. Yeah, yeah. 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 In terms of his rebellion and <laughs> yeah, yeah. This just this just made me think. You know how Dean Dean asks uh, Cass if he's God, and then he becomes God, and then Dean asks says to Cass, "You were human once," and this, he's like, "Yo, this is what you want now? Okay, now I'm gonna be human." <laughs> yeah, and I it was nice to come back to season six and see some of the kind of OG Cass of being. Um, like his badass soldier angel self um, talking about the civil war in heaven and stuff. And him um, not getting things and just being yeah. kind of yep abstract yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have another theme. Uh, the theme of their like being I don't know how, how to word this like but, but like it theme of being a creator that is like not necessary god um when mm -hmm. the alpha is talking about you know like there must have been somebody who created um him yeah like, at the very beginning and uh how Cass is kind of moving towards that i guess in yeah a way, or looking for that um yep That's a good one, too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. I like it. And also, Balthazar in Third Man becomes a creator of sorts when he takes the weapons and, yeah. like, yeah. having the shard of... I mean, they don't really describe it. I'm guessing Whatever that it's supposed that to be... I'm guessing it's supposed to be, like, a chunk of Lot's wife as the pillar of salt. <laughs> <laughs> <was just> so <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> I was like, God... In the story, like, God did that. He doesn't need an item to be able to do that. So my yeah. brain was just like, is this a Warehouse 13 situation where he <laughs> has an original chunk of the pillar and it just is able to do that? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> um, this is... The, the, I have another... Um, theme here that I would uh, like to see how we can make it apply to Cass in the well no okay I can make it apply to Cass um, family loyalty um, obviously it's huge in family matters that's yeah. kind of like the whole thesis statement of that episode um but it's also uh, very important with Lisa and Ben. Mm -hmm. um, and 
there's that bit in Family Matters, it is, uh, where uh, Cass is about to leave and they're like, well, you know, tear up the attic to try to figure out what's going on with Sam. If we can figure out how to get his soul back. And, and Cass says, of course, your problems always come first. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great scene. And like, and he, Dean even has this look on his face. Like, I'm not sure if you're being rude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he obviously says it's like, it's, it's a way to pacify Dean in that moment so he doesn't ask more questions but is it is, it is, is he rude or is he being genuine <laughs> I don't know I th- I, yeah it's really the delivery he gives on that is awesome because it's so completely up to interpretation I feel like it's a little yeah. bit of both like a little bit <laughs> yeah. of like being snarky but also in these episodes he shows up and he does what he can mm-hmm. until he has to leave, but he, you know, it's not that far from the truth that Dean's problems always come first. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a cosmic statement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, do we have more themes? Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't have any more. I think we got some good ones, unless you guys have others. Nope. All right, let's go to break. All right. And we're back. Um, There are so many versions of Dean in these episodes that I'm just like, oh, heart. <laughs> <laughs> like, like at the beginning, we get sleepy Dean, and then we get dad Dean, and then we get squeamish Dean, and it's just like... <sighs> I love this child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I never noticed before in um, The Third Man when he's having this, like, split montage between Dean and Sam. Sam is, like, full American Psycho workout thing. And Dean is, like, doing his little (laughs) stretches outside of the (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But not really stretching. He's just, like, sort of shuffling. And it's adorable. You don't really see that very often. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Also, a lot of face acting uh, when it comes oh to cast God. in these episodes, especially like, Third Man. Yes, like, well, and also in in reaction to Cass, like, oh, yeah. like, like when when okay. First of all, I have to say that I pray to Castiel to get his feathery ass down here. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking face he makes and the look on his face when he sees him for the let's just take a moment to recognize that this is the first time that dean has seen him in over a year yeah and he's got his big old rapunzel princess eyes on exactly and it's amazing and then we find out that for Cast, it's not the first time it's that he has the first time. <laughs> That's right. And Cass is super chill about it. <laughs> yep. Oh man. And then and then okay, there's uh, some quoting here that I need to do. 
Um, Sam says, so what, you like him better or something? <laughs> Dean and I do share a more profound bond. Okay, which, okay, obviously that is where the phrase that everyone is like, this is the Destiel phrase, profound bond, like that's the thing. But then, but then I had forgotten about the thing that he says right after that. I wasn't going to mention it. (laughs) (laughs) And says it to Dean as if, like, (laughs) we've had this discussion when they clearly, clearly haven't at all. (laughs) But also that means, like, he kind of understands that that has, like, potential to make make Dean or other people feel uncomfortable. So, like, he kind of just to himself, right? Uh, it's amazing and also that Dean immediately accepts it almost without question he doesn't like yes! deny it or fight against it he's just like so I'm like okay he even, sure. he even mentions it later like in the same discussion right he does yeah. he says because yeah. we have a bond or whatever but he never yeah. like he doesn't like put up as much of a fight about it as you think he maybe would would expect and it's he's just like i guess (laughs) 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 and it's great Uh, and makes me insane my people skills are rusty with the quote marks over (laughs) did like at what point in their relationship, did did Dean teach Cass the quote marks thing? <laughs> I just I want to know that conversation. <laughs> There's so much off-screen potential, like where your yeah. imagination can go. And also, I forgot that he says, "I spent the last yeah. year." Is also quotes. <laughs> 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 And I was like, what a 2021 mood <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, and then uh, I uh, just, we're back to continuing with my thing that will become more relevant later about how Cass uses his powers and his hands. Um, but he makes uh daryl and aaron birch uh, he puts them to sleep with two fingers to the forehead Mm -hmm. you're laughing at me (laughs) you mean me no i was i was thinking i was thinking about something else that that we can't mention on the podcast but i will tell you later (laughs) (laughs) hey oh um and then immediately after that, we have this very interesting remark from Cass that I, um, oh you all know where I'm going to go with it once I say it. When a claim is laid on a living soul, it leaves a mark, a brand. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. I just, if you have any questions about that, listeners, don't look at the fucking fan art, not beautiful, beautiful art by <laughs> Sally for our Kripke era episode. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. Yeah, and Dean has not 
one mark, but two on him that are from Cass. <laughs> he has the handprint, but he also has the rib cage that he and Sam both have. Yeah. But I forgot about that. I always forget about the rib cage. Because they mention it once and never again, and it makes and me sad. Never again. <laughs> yep. I bet they forgot. Yeah, I just wonder if, like, other angels can, like, obviously they must be able to see the marks on humans, right? Because yeah. Cass is looking for one. And that's how they find the, um, well, Balthazar. Uh, yeah, I just, like, there comes Dean. <laughs> The whore who was marked by, you know? <laughs> he has his own scarlet letter. <laughs> oh, oh man, my brain went to a terrible place there for a second. I don't know if I can say it on this podcast. Um, you can say it yes. and we can cut it out. Necessary. <laughs> my brain just went, he might as well have had a gold necklace that says daddy on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> we are keeping that <laughs> definitely keeping that oh, no. we need to spice things up around this podcast <laughs> this is why we brought you on Kate <laughs> my wikipedia deep dives and my terrible brain <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's like a requirement for somebody who runs a supernatural podcast to have like big brain. <laughs> like it's the bare minimum. Yep. <laughs> the derangement syndrome is strong. Uh, it's really kicking in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love that when Dean asks after after Cass has explained everything that's going on in heaven, um, after that fight with the angel from Raphael, uh, he asks, why didn't you tell us about this? And Cass's answer is, I was ashamed. Which I think is partially true. Mm -hmm. But also we know from later episodes... That he did almost go to Dean. Mm -hmm. And probably and multiple times. Yeah, probably multiple times. That's valid. Yeah, we only saw the one, which was dear and important and special, but it probably happened multiple times is my headcanon. Yeah. Um, yeah, the look that Cass gives, I wrote, uh, before he says, I'm sorry, you can just feel his, mm -hmm. like, pain... And that's something that I've noted for all three of these episodes is that he feels like he just feels like this emotional pain, it seems, from having to stay away and keep secrets from Dean, but also just being around him well, just hurts him. <laughs> so and also much. something we haven't mentioned yet is. Despite the fact that at the end of oh, there's a cat in my room. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that at the end of Family Matters, uh, Crowley says that he was the one who brought Sam back. That's not true. It yep. was Cass. Mm -hmm. what like, that was the first thing Cass did. Yeah. Is... Oh, cat. <laughs> oh, fluffy. 
Um, that was the first thing that Cass did when he said goodbye to Dean at the end of season five was he went straight to hell and pulled Sam out. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. Do you guys remember if he knew right away that something was wrong? I thought so, but now I'm trying to remember what episode they reveal that it was Cass that pulls it out, uh, pulls Sam out and uh, Samuel. Because I don't know if it almost feels like it would take more than just Cass. Like it would maybe take Crowley and Cass together, which I would love to have an episode about that. Oh yeah. Um, because yeah, they talk about how the cage is so much harder to get to than where Dean was in Hell. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought they. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's Cass who says it, and he's when when this ask, Dean asks him who else would have like that much power, and Cass is like, you know, like I don't know. <laughs> I wonder. Yes, I wonder. It drives me insane. From the moment he shows up, he's already lying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, the reveal about Sam uh, being pulled out by Cass is somewhere like later on like closer to the I man who would be king like before or around the time i think, it's, I think time. it's when they have that superman going dark side yeah conversation oh, yeah. yeah 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 it's probably around there um uh, yeah i think it's i think it's when yeah. they've got cast in holy fire yes Mm-hmm. But we'll discuss that so. more when we come to it. Yes. <laughs> um, Balthazar. I love him so much. I love him! Uh, yes. Cass telling Balthazar, I grieved your death. Yes. Breaks my heart and leaves me wanting more about, like, when did this happen? What did he do? Like his his um, human tendencies and emotions and like uh yeah something about that just like struck a chord it was great yeah I, I want to know like at what point in the war did Balthasar supposedly die mm-hmm. you know uh, how did that influence Cass's interactions with Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other hand, Balthasar makes that joke about the friggin' frog in his throat. And, <laughs> and Cass is like, even I know that's a bad joke. <laughs> it was yeah. great. And also that frog was like unnecessarily adorable. <laughs> and huge. And huge. <laughs> And then the extra shot of him, like, completely being further away from the angel's body and just sitting there and being adorable. (laughs) It was great. I was like, whoever decided that we needed that shot, I am am here for that. Um, I also have Balthazar talking about how Cass tore up the script and burned the pages. So do I. For everyone. (laughs) And how we already have this discussion. I mean, it happened also in earlier seasons, but having it reiterated in season six about him breaking the narrative. And then Balthasar says something along the lines of, you gave us complete and utter freedom. 
But that's also a lie, as we find out later. Mm-hmm. So how much of this is part of Chuck's plan? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I've approached a point where I everything that he said on the show, I think it's like Chuck speaking through. Yeah, <laughs> all those yeah. characters, yeah. and like basically what he is doing, he is the a writer, right? So he's like dropping hints and like foreshadowing. That's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, But also, I do like the idea, since since Chuck does say later on that Cass is the only one who could ever throw a wrench in his story, that to a certain degree, Cass is, you know... He he is the only one with free will. Yeah, which makes this entire story actually cast versus God. Yeah. <laughs> that also, but it's I mean yeah. we 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 look at it as a story about like Dean and Sam, but technically yeah. it's a story about Cass and God. Cass. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the the two things opposite to each other are the sister and God. It's like literally Cass and God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's Can like I- Sprinkle of Winchesters, yes. Yes. Uh, Can I read that whole quote from Balthazar? Please Mm -hmm. do. All right. So the part that I want to start off with is he says, you did more than rebel. You tore up the whole script and burned the pages for all of us. It's a new era. (laughs) No rules, no destiny. Just utter and complete freedom. Guys, before Christ literally stands for before Cass. <laughs> <laughs> and after Cass. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, and what's... Yeah, it's... Mm. And also that you brought up Chuck being a writer, and this episode is named The Third Man, which is a reference to the Orson Welles film, which takes place in Austria after World War II. So what you already have is this Armageddon, like you have these parallels of this like end of days kind of style, and then afterwards, uh, having this this heist and this underground like kind of crime mystery thriller. They don't know what to do with themselves. So it's a really good parallel. And, you know, in the Chuck universe perspective, that just has his fingerprints all over it, I feel like. Yeah. I have one more thing to say about the third man, and then I am ready to move on if you guys are. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah what you got? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's very surface. Um Cass at the end of this episode or Misha as it were with his hair all must from being in a fight and blood dripping down his chin <laughs> and backlit oh my god yes and backlit oh my god it's That's so sexy 
<laughs> it's it's good shit. Uh, along those lines, I also have Cass throwing the angel blade at the soldier angel gives me yes! massive uh, Geralt Rivia vibes when he throws the sword into that guy's yes! chest. And I was just sitting there on my couch like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you can't handle the truth. Can we talk about how this show, this this entire show, um, like, do not watch the show if body horror, alcoholism, or suicide is triggering to you. Yeah. Or bed writing at times, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this one, I forgot how, like, when they get to Veritas's lair, how, like, Hannibal it feels. Oh my god. I, I forgot, and also in Third Man, how, uh, how gross. One of the grossest in terms of, like, yeah. uh, in terms of special effects and stuff. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. It's fun. And this episode has such a terrible view of humanity. Yes. Like, everyone <laughs> has, like, awful, awful, awful things that they're confessing to, and it's kind of makes you sick to your stomach. I think it's interesting how this compares to the time when Jack uh, forbade lying for a while and he was like, yeah, nobody lie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. really... Uh, they they have all of their themes about, oh, humanity, and then they're like, and the other side of the coin. <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Um... The big Destiel thing that I want to point out in this episode um, is also a comparison to Lisa. Ooh. Because when uh, Dean's on the phone with Lisa, she calls him out on his alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I know it's because she's under the influence of Veritas, but also fucking good for her because no one else does in the entire goddamn show. And meanwhile, the little scene that we get with Cass in this episode, he feeds Dean's alcoholism. Yeah. Without being asked. And yeah. it just immediately does it. Like it's yeah. such a it feels I have I wrote I have a lot of feelings about this because of both the alcohol and the fact that he bamps right into the kitchen or the kitchenette of yep. the motel is such a Dean focused place. Mm -hmm. um, is the like domesticity and um, yeah, he's just like this is what I do. Immediately grab the whiskey and pour him a drink and Dean just like accepts it, doesn't question it. That's so well, interesting. Uh, the the kitchen thing because like they also have like these 
big fight at the beginning of season four in, when they are talking in the kitchen when Sam in is asleep, kitchen. right? And then later on when uh, Cass is, uh, I don't remember what, what the premise of the episode is, but he, when he's like in his happy place, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. when Lucifer is possessing him. And he is in in the in bunker's kitchen, bun- bunker's kitchen, watching TV or something, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I also have this scene as like parallel to. I I guess it's the same, but like, Cass is pouring Dean a drink, and it just kind of encapsulates how he's also like feeding him lies all this time. Yes. You know? Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. So it's like a visual representation of that, and I know that this wasn't in script. This was, uh, this was in, uh, just like a decision Misha made on the day they were filming. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know if he thought about this or not, but it is genius because it is literally like just the visual of that. Have you, yes? Have you guys noticed the uh, conversations lately um, on Tumblr about uh, whether or not? Destiel is a toxic relationship. I saw a post about it, but I like a positive one today. Uh, haven't seen the other side. Haven't read it. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really been looking at it because I don't want to get into that argument. Um, but I think that it's an interesting topic when you talk about this era of Destiel. Because, okay, personally, I don't think in the end it's a toxic relationship. I think at this point in time, Cass is being toxic, but that is because he's also lying and betraying and just not on the right path. Um, so I think, I think it's interesting that, yeah, exactly what you were saying, Sally, this, this is a very good parallel and sort of metaphor, I guess, for what Cass is doing during this season. Yeah. He, like, gives Dean just enough to, like, appease him in the moment and while keeping everything, you know, close to the vest. Yeah, but also the thing is that I I do do think that Cass knows that he is doing that and he is not happy about it. Obviously, because, I mean, he is, like, deeply... He hates that he has to do that, and like yes. the line about it that that like communicates that to me as a viewer, viewer was when when in the previous episode, um, when he when he says uh, about something like when Dean is pro- protesting that he has to like torture the kid to touch his yeah. soul or check for uh, and and he says yeah I I have to do this I don't have the luxury of not doing it yeah, yeah I can't care about that Dean I don't yeah. have the luxury. I did write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's high mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hates he hates the necessity of doing it, and I think that's. I think 
for me, that's what keeps it from being toxic, but it's definitely unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a fine line of like, because all yeah. three of them have had to do stuff that they don't like doing in order to yeah. get to where they think they need to be. And uh, yeah, so it's a very interesting, uh, interesting discussion. I think it just depends what do you define as toxic because in that ter- in those terms Dean has also been very toxic to Cass back in season oh, yeah. 4. You know like they they just they just play each other like that like I don't know it's just yeah. something that yeah their way of communicating at this point I guess. Yeah. It's like that whole I can't obviously I don't I don't think at this point that they recognize their feelings towards one another it's still pretty like bottled up but it's one of those things that's like well i can't be nice to you so i have to be sarcastic or i have to be mean or these kinds of things those like defense mechanisms that i think they both fall back on especially dean yeah Um, and cass falls well and cass is learning how to do that yeah and i just and Sorry. he learned how to lie from Dean too. The, the whole <laughs> yeah. yes, the whole bit in uh, "Free to Be You and Me," where he says mm-hmm. we're we're human, and when humans really want something, we lie. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. And and later on, when he saw when he when. I don't think I don't know if Sam and Dean that accuses him that he can't lie and he's like that's not true one time (laughs) yeah I literally just watched that episode that's in season uh 10 or 9 it's the first episode with Kane it's like the first time that we see Sam and Cass alone yeah yeah being bros anyway I want to um, bring up again, I know I mentioned it when we were talking about themes, but I, it's, <sighs> it's so important. It's so important. Um, I'm a killer. There's no changing that. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, really think about that line in the, the entire uh, confession cast made in 1518 it's kind of it's making me insane (laughs) not only that not only that but then in 1519 when they finally have defeated chuck and he's like you know just kill me you're you're dean winchester you're the ultimate killer and that's not who i am but also also how much uh I mean, he he also says that he's not a father, so this is like a a sore point mm-hmm. for him. Like he is, yeah. you know, like he's worried about that. And when you think about Jack in that same context and their relationship before it got all, you know, went to shit <laughs> towards <laughs> the end, you yeah. know. Yeah, uh, uh, even that statement from this season would have been contradicted had they written yeah. it properly. <laughs> I yes. guess that's, yes. that's what I'm trying to communicate. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah, you could make the argument that it's what he believes to be the truth 
in his heart because that's such a subjective thing. And then you see him have his like character growth moment throughout the later seasons. And it's just another one of those times where whenever one of the writers does that to Dean and insists that that's the way that Dean is, it just makes me mad. Yeah. Um, Family matters. Family matters. Also, just one quick thing about You Can't Handle the Truth. Uh, At the beginning, when Dean is talking to Bobby on the phone and Sam's getting food and he's just like, Sam's creeping me out. He says, of course I called Cass. Yeah, (laughs) I have that too. Yes. (laughs) And he says it just with such sincerity (laughs) and it's so casual, but I was just like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, of course you did, because that's what you obviously. <laughs> but also, like <laughs> when when they have this entire conversation about Sam, right? Uh, uh, Dean and Cass, and then just Dean asks a bunch of questions about Sam and what happened to Sam and who pulled pull, pulled him out, and then he just switches and just looks at Cass with like literally pain pain on his face, and he's like, "What happened to you, Cass?" <laughs> and it's just. Yeah. It was such a, you know, like, I don't know, it was, I feel like it felt, I mean, the conversation was about, obviously, about Sam and his well-being, but, like, in that moment, it kind of felt like Switch. everything, yeah, everything has been leading, like, this was the question he wanted to ask, and all that was, like, prelude to, <laughs> yeah. to come yeah. to this point, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it was a lot more intense. Probably, maybe it was acted a lot intense, and maybe that's why I got that impression. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. No. All right. Family matters. Um, mostly, what I want to say about this episode is Cass is lying. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he doesn't like it. <laughs> yes. And it's driving me nuts. And, and then, and then at the end, Crowley is lying too, and they're in cahoots. <laughs> and they're literally both in love with Dean, but carry on, yes. <laughs> oh, well, yes. I don't think Crowley knows that yet. <laughs> no, but Crowley doesn't know it yet, but like Crowley's so much faster at like accepting that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. feel like, you know. Oh yeah. Crowley is, like, one of the few characters that gets to, like, truly be true to himself most <laughs> of the time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what that says about being true to yourself well, when the king of hell is the only person who can do that. It's but. interesting because he's not not being true to himself in this scene. He's just lying. He's just yeah. because he's the king of hell. He lies. That's what he does. He's a demon. They lie. Pretty sure Sam and Dean both say that multiple times throughout the entire show. Oh, yes. Very much. (laughs) Um, Um, And then I have one last thing to bring up about this uh, Family Matters episode. But if you guys have other things to bring up, let's do that first because I really want to take some time on this last thing. Oh, okay. Um, I just have a couple little things. Um, Of course, Cass is uh only in this opening scene um but the shot where he takes his belt off yes and dean looks <laughs> and dean looks and he has this look on his face that's both like 
mark me down as a, like yes. afraid and aroused or whatever the quote yeah. is. scared and horny scared and horny. yes <laughs> uh and that whole scene is just very much like yes he's scared because he's not sure what's gonna happen with sam and there's all this stuff going on but like Cass just does this without any like prelude he just does for practicality purposes and dean is just like immediately like ejected from his body and <laughs> I, I i feel i feel like every time like sam is in some kind of pain on torment like when they are like literally drilling his skull or something and they are having yes. like this kids conversation in the background like what the hell <laughs> living my best life <laughs> uh sam is bleeding out in the background yeah, this isn't know. about him. Yeah. There's there's so many instances of that, and this just adds to it, and it's great. And then after they cut to the cut from the little title card intro, Cass and Dean are standing so close to yeah. each other. Yeah. I'm like, can you be standing any closer while your brother is having like a problem over <laughs> like way on the other side of the room? <laughs> Dude literally has no soul, and yeah. <laughs> no soul tied to a chair, nose broken from you beating the shit out of his face, <laughs> covered in blood. But honestly, I really enjoyed seeing Sam just like sit there and pretend that they, he couldn't like get out of the ropes. And she's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit, and just like gets up. <laughs> I didn't want to oh have God. to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some there's some pretty good Sam moments in this, like Sam immediately going to shoot Samuel and Dean just putting his gun down with like out even looking yes. at the end. He's like, "Go ahead and shoot me now." And Sam's just like, okay. "I do, I do really enjoy Sola Sam. He's Honestly, once Sam. you figure out that he's not like a threat or anything, he's just he's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It's pretty good." um also just just a couple of scenes that are like i don't know what the motivation was for the writers but the scene with samuel where they're having the conversation of like oh you're scrawnier than i expected you to be and there's a lot of eye contact and facial micro expressions (laughs) i have a feeling that's uh, your your theme right rose did you think you want to address this last okay go ahead (laughs) are we ready Yes, go for it. Okay. My true form is approximately the size of your Chrysler building. And then and then and then just a little add on to that. Dean says, quit bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm technically cool's bragging if Dean says that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's the question. It's like uh, there's a there's another episode where Dean says, like, put the rulers away, boys, or something like that. And it's just, it just evokes that. Yes. Um, and then, uh, also, just as a side note, shortly after that, the Dean's confrontation with Christian, uh, I wrote something, something, the rituals are intricate because he, like, slams him up against the wall and then proceeds to stay right there. I'm just like, yep. and holds him for way too long and yeah just just the toxic masculinity overlapping back into other territories they didn't intend (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, yeah um okay so the thing i want to talk about about that 
line, though, is... I mean, when else are we going to talk about it? True form calves. My <laughs> beloved, yes. <laughs> if only we had a budget and could have that. <laughs> right. HBO Natural, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I... Uh, I love so many of the different versions of true form casts out there. I love, I do, I do enjoy that because there isn't a canon version of it. There are so many different, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Interpretations. Interpretations. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's awesome. I, uh, I think the one thing that we do know, other than the size of his true form, um, is that he's a seraphim. Am I correct? He, yes. I'd have to double check, but I think he becomes a seraphim later. Oh, really? He's at least on the wiki, he's at least he's not ever stated to be a seraphim until I think later. Uh, because a but seraphim that means six wings, right? Yeah. And multiple eyes. Yes. And multiple eyes, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, seraphim are the highest level of angels if they're going along with it. So in the beginning, he's just a not just a soldier he's he's our soldier but he's a soldier he's meant to be like kind of infantry level um kind of guy so i don't they don't really go into it too much but oh guys multiple wings i'm here for yeah i just looked up and says here that uh Cass was made seraph when uh when in swan song basically when he's brought back okay that's awesome okay so he is a seraph by now yeah yeah. Okay. I like that. Um <laughs> and yeah, I okay, so w- do you guys have like a favorite true form that you've seen? Mm, I have a few that I reblogged, but multiple wings and multiple eyes, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really into the in- whole like animal heads thing. Um, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I enjoyed I enjoyed the like ambiguous like wing size, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, or being uh, just like yeah, an eldritch, incomprehensible being. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one awesome. of my favorites is I don't said I don't remember who the uh, who the um, author is uh, the. Who drew, drew it? But there's this one with uh, him, like being this, having huge wings and lots of eyes, and like a, wearing a tiny cowboy hat. And I, this, <laughs> this is so cute. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. One of my favorites. I do enjoy the um, animal heads. So one of my favorites is, and I'm gonna name drop an artist here, um, who is fantastic uh lizly yeah okay. um 
she's got very uh realistic yeah yeah i mean it's still line art um, but they yeah they look a lot like yeah 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 and uh it's usually like monotone her stuff is and her true form is is pretty intense i like i like her true form it's a good one uh yeah i'm uh, terrible with artist names but there is this one uh, one person who used to who has like this entire series that are partly animated like as a gift as a as gifts not like longer animations of like true form cast but the true form is in sense that he's just like huge like normal cast but like big oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I think chrysler building big <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah and then tiny everything's tiny obviously like just like basically gulliver <laughs> and then you know yeah, yeah. love it um yeah. i was trying to find one also when they have the intersecting rings or bands like where their face would be also excellent bonus points if the rings have eyeballs on them (laughs) uh there was one i saw earlier um by stalk art s-t-a-l-c hyphen art um of just different types of angels and it's good stuff um one of my favorites it's a very minimal uh uh interpretation um all it has is the multiple eyes and it's drawn on the artist's arm um Ooh. and I, I <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty creepy and i fucking love it um the artist is her uh Tumblr URL is angel titties. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Appropriate. Um, who's the other person I was just looking at? Oh, um, Tumblr user Hardcore Misery, also appropriate, has these <laughs> really cool red, black, and white uh, two of them I have of a ball of light with multiple wings and glowing and uh in like abandoned motels or like on the highway um are really cool yeah they're one of my favorite artists in the fandom i think very cool stuff yeah and and also our own sally's on her red bubble (laughs) obviously (laughs) it's beautiful and also has that red white and black theme that just Oh, works so good. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I've I've I I'm all I draw draw these days is just like mostly that's the L I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah. It's a phase. It's a phase. <laughs> it's a very long phase. <laughs> nothing nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, next week we will be talking about six ten caged heat and six twelve like a virgin. 
Can I say that with a straight face? No. No. <laughs> um, and it'll be fantastic. In the meantime, I'm Nora Rose. I am Sally, apparently. <laughs> and, and I'm Kate. Uh, we had sound editing by Josh. Theme music by Kalua. Give them hell, hellers. Let me cry.